Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello everyone, I am with the Flatman Do recording this weekly podcast. How are you, Flatman Do? Yeah, all right, fella. How are you? Um, May the 4th be with you. Oh, you bugger. See, I've got a Stormtrooper's outfit. I've got a Stormtrooper's outfit, which you know that I ordered from a prop dealer in America. I've probably worn it three times. and Played a lot of money for it, though. I've ordered it probably 19 years ago now, believe it or not. Um, Still fit? Well, I don't know because I haven't put it on for a while. It's not been theme night in my house. Yeah. Um, obviously, due to lockdown. Copenhagen, yeah. Copenhagen. That's, that's the safe word. <laughs> because you can't. Spumoni. Because you can't really associate Copenhagen with another word. Cause it's, Spumoni, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I reckon it still fit. Wasn't it mainly lycra with plates put on top of it like you've got an all-in-one you've got an all-in-one lycra suit yeah and then you sort of feed each piece on and there's a little bit of um velcro that attaches um velcro is created actually from um the creator of velcro saw it on a flower or plant um really don't know how i know that but that's good yeah um and uh yeah so you pull on every piece individually it takes a lot of time but the finished article is great the only thing Speaking I don't have, I want a gun. I want a gun to go with it. And Ooh. it's a bit of a nightmare if you need the toilet. So have to be severely dehydrated. So it's always good to put it on after you've had a big night out. Because you know then you have a wee in the morning. You don't have a wee then until late afternoon, do you? Yeah, no, no, no. No. That's a good point. Um, yeah, maybe try maybe get a real gun. BB. Like if, if, if like post-coronavirus, if it's like if we're just all sort of looting. and Apocalyptic. It's like, apocalyptic like the road by Cormac McCarthy get a real gun on the black market yeah I mean it's easy enough to do it's easy enough to do on gangs of London so why can't it be easy on gangs of Penarth just finished it what gangs of London yeah have you finished it yet no I'm on episode six or seven it's gory I like it sometimes I have to close my eyes um, and look away do you because I I like it I love that I love you know the the plot and everything that goes on, but some of the scenes are a little bit. Yeah, the only I re, I was really good. Uh, the end of it's really good. Um, but the only thing I think is it's almost a bit like 
some of the there's some of the scenes like the killing scenes and the retribution scenes and stuff are so massive and violent yeah that you end up thinking cuz uh, i think the best like the best gangster movies or films like snatch or lockstock or Goodfellas or whatever scarface you think well this there's every chance this is very very realistic so we're not in that world but this this is this feels very realistic there are times in gangs of london where it's like if anything like this ever happened we would know about it and then in the last episode i think it was 8 or 9 of 9 the main sort of thing happens and it's like that just it could happen of course it could but it's like it feel, felt a bit outlandish towards the end yeah um, but see what you think well the start right you know the uh the black guy who goes into the pub um elliot yeah right he has the fight with all of the um bulgarians or yeah algerians Al- yeah. armenians armenians yeah. yeah and he is just amazing isn't he you think right yeah. this guy is the best fighter i've ever seen and then next two fight scenes you know he nearly gets taken apart yeah and, and also then i don't, I don't want to spoil it but this little part was just a little bit i just thought when the um when they go to meet the albanian and the big security guy gets shot in the head takes a bullet for fit uh for what's his name sure. i want to say john sean wallace yeah sean wallace it's not yeah. it's not john from um picky blinders for sean wallace yeah the guy the sniper has got so much time to reload and put another one into sean but he's just standing there i'm thinking What's going on there? Yeah. I know they're trying to keep it tense yeah, and exciting, but... It's like there's a couple of shootouts and stuff that were like, if that happened in London, it would be the biggest thing that had happened in London since World War Two. And I feel like, I don't know, it, it feels a bit yeah, like... I mean, it was a good shootout scene in the cottage, wasn't it? In I think it might yes. be in North Wales, maybe. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty mega. But they, the shootouts in the city, it's like... It's kind of, I'm not sure, I'm sure that horrible stuff goes on everywhere, but I'm not sure that anybody from anywhere can just wander around with a gun and shoot 11 people in a day and then go out for dinner because they're just so above the law they're not going to get caught. I'm just not sure that's how it works, but I don't know. Do you think the mum is worse than Darlene from Ozark? Oh, Darlene. Yeah. No, because I think Darlene is proper screw loose, isn't she? Well, so is the mum. No. Season three of Ozark. Yeah. Season three of Ozark. Darlene and um what's his name? The she hooks up with yeah, Ruth's yeah. cousin. I know, uh, I know. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Wyatt, was it Wyatt? Yep. Yeah, you she hooks it. up. And they do the they do the um romantic scene. Mm-hmm. You quite enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in lockdown, you enjoyed that, didn't you? Oh, do you know what was good to see him bring Cartwright in um, in Gangs of London? He's the owner of the pub from Twin Town. What do was he doing him? in it? He was uh, Mal. He was Mal. Remember, he owns the pub by the cottage. Yeah, uh, in gang- he's in. Ga- he was in Gangs of uh, oh. London. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. William Thomas. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I always think a good actor. That's is Hooky's. Series. That's James Hook's favorite actor. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I like um, the guy who is the head traveller, the guy who survives the big traveller shootout thing. I don't want to ruin it, but the dad, basically. Yeah. Um, 
there was a series that he was in. He was the main guy, but I always think he's really good. Yeah, mate, he can take some bullets. Yeah, like he takes about 40 by the end. He's like yeah. Terminator. He just ah, anyway, up with Mercury. People don't need to watch it now, do they? We've spoiled it for him. Um, no, I tell you what, you I mean, you won't you won't predict what's coming in the last episode or two, boys, so uh, enjoy okay. those. All right, yeah. Well, I'm I watched, into that. Um, I'm into that. I've only, I forgot, completely forgot about The Last Dance. I've only just watched episode three this morning. Oh, you've got another one to go. They released two it a is, week. It is just, I don't want to say it. I say this stuff all the time. It is... It's some of the best telly I've ever watched. I reckon Dennis Rodman is Xavier Rush. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Blokes just need a blowout now and again. Need to go do what they've got to do. Yeah. Drink for 48 hours and then come back refreshed. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's incredible, isn't it? How much of a, a say, as you, can, as you would imagine, Jordan has on that team? It's incredible, yeah, isn't it? I don't know. I, these days, I mean... I wouldn't imagine that. I wouldn't imagine Messi decides who they sign at Barca, and I don't imagine Aguero has a say on who plays in the Ooh. team at Man City. Maybe I'm wrong. Either they reckon they'd have a big say, a bit like Owen Farrell probably has a huge say in England and with Saracens. You know, they reckon, yeah. I reckon they'd have okay. to ask his advice on certain players. You know, what do you think of this guy? Would he fit in with the team? Certainly, you know, certainly best player. He was actually voted. Uh, World's best number 12 recently. I'm, I'm not sure by whom, but I read it. Beat Karevri, beat other players. Okay, good on him. Delonde, yeah. Um, I remember, you know, like Will Carlings, I've heard speak about it, and Stuart Barnes has written about it before, and it's like the, basically, it's almost like rugby captains used to be similar to cricket captains, from what I understand, uh, is that they would have a proper say in picking the team, and they would, dro- they would do the dropping and all that kind of stuff. When... I was playing, even the, the senior player group, yes, we had influence over who played, but not very much. Like, I remember going into one game, and I won't say the names because it's disrespectful, but we had a big game against Leicester, and they were toing and throwing with the second rows. And I was like, look, we're against Julian White this weekend, and when he, come, when he goes off, Castro comes on, it's going to be pretty hard work. I'd quite like this big fella in there instead of this skinny fella in there. And they were like, yeah, but, yeah, but the line-out. I was like, yeah, I know the line-out, but... We're going to get drilled if we haven't got our best scrum out, you know. So basically, they were just like, "Nah, we're going to go with the other guy," and we struggled. We played them five. We played them five times that season, and that was the first time. And then the other four times, they picked the big guy, and we dealt with it absolutely fine. We had the yeah. scrums were fine. So it's like I went in and said, "Look, I don't normally do this, but I need this guy playing this weekend." And they were like, "Nope." Yeah. It, but then you, you know, know we're not that level of Alan Wynn Jones, no. Martin Johnson, you know. No, you know, so it's um, you know, talking about Michael Jordan now, one of the greatest yeah, ever actually, sportsmen. Yeah, I'm comparing me talking to the forwards coach at Bath to Michael mm. Jordan, <laughs> yeah, playing for the Bulls. You know, people like Jim Hamilton would have a huge say about who comes to the club, how much people are getting paid. You Massive. Know, so it's um, horses for courses, mate. But it is brilliant. It is great. It's one of my. It's up there, I think, with the best sporting documentary. Although I did I, enjoy the yeah. test. The test is brilliant. I, I wanted oh, yeah. to watch it. Still haven't seen that. I no. just can't imagine it's any better than I know the Last Dance. The mm. Last Dance is so good. Mm. It's so good. I love it. I wonder I if they'll ever, watch the fourth one. I wonder if they'll ever bring like a documentary about us out later on down Flats the line. And shags, the Last Prance. We've got to be sat in a chair, in a leather chair with a glass of whiskey and a Hamlet, like he does. It's just he epitomizes yeah. coolness. Not that it's cool to smoke, but it just looks. He looks the part. Yeah, but come on. Smoking can be cool. I mean, you know. 
let's menthols menthols mm. um i've never been a smoker i've never done that but nah, same, um same. i've tried them but i don't like them but it but i you know now and again you watch like a a murder mystery and there's a couple of french detectives male and female and they're having a tab outside you're like yeah mm, i'm yeah. a bad boy go tell your moms yeah. my little my little girl last night uh yesterday was so she's eight as you know little buddha and she was like um so daddy if you were a girl and um you wanted a boyfriend would you want a nerd um just a normal like nice guy or a bad boy i was like hang on a minute what have you been watching? <laughs> what have you been watching? I always think on YouTube and she's like, I don't want a boyfriend yet. So I always say, or a girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I don't want a boyfriend or girlfriend yet. Maybe when I'm like 15, but I think I want probably a nerd because oh. they're just nicer and they don't, they're not like, they're not all the time like trying to be naughty. I was like, yeah, because naughty's not cool. I was like, correct. But he's not often your eight year old ass if starts talking about bad boys, is it? That's going to change, mate. That's going to change. <laughs> She's gonna, she's gonna want a bad boy, someone that graffitis, someone that sticks chewing gum under the desk, wears his tie really short at school, maybe his blazer I, inside out. I was cleaning the kitchen table yesterday, and I just don't. I normally clean the top of it, so I cleaned the. Well, I just put my hand on the bottom of it, and I was like, "What is that?" I looked underneath, and there is all sorts of ketchup, food, mayo, bits of chicken. They store like, it. All, yeah, mate, it's like chewing gum. They found a way. It's just they wipe their hands on the bottom of the table. Are they like hiding their food from their plate so you give them pudding because they've eaten it yeah. all? Yeah. Yeah, there was like half a meal under there. I keep finding snails in my house. Really? Yeah, because my one-year-old, well, he's more than one now. He's like 18, 19 months. I don't even know. I don't even care. Um, Whatever, he's not two yet. Keep bringing snails in. Love snails. Um, oh. Sometimes there's snails inside them. Sometimes it's just a shell. More often than not, it's just a shell. And I just think, where is a snail? Because he's had this habit recently of just trying to scoop a snail out with his fingers. So yeah. um, it's disgusting. Yeah, but you can eat them. He'll be all right. Yeah, well, I, I put them in a bit of garlic. Mm. Yeah. Oh, mate, I had a lovely um, Cote de Boeuf. I saw that. Mm. Looked like you cooked it very well. Yes. Well yes, I did. Used a, a proper barbecue. Proper charcoals, got it hot on one side, cool on the other, yeah. seared it, and then just left it for probably 15 minutes, turned it once. But the marinade I had it in was just prob- one of the nicest things I've had. You know, people say you all you need is a bit of salt, pepper, a bit of oil, maybe a bit of garlic. Yeah. Nah, not for me. I say nah. that because I'm lazy. Yeah, I put, I found this recipe online and I can't remember, but off the top of my head, it was. A bit of soy sauce, a bit of Worcester sauce, some oil. Um, I put a bit of chili flakes in there. Um, what else was in there? Salt, pepper, garlic. But just lovely. And because it had a little bit of everything in it, it, uh, it really browned and crisped the skin. A bit of lime juice as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I will be doing that again. Put it in a oh, freezer well bag color. all day. So... Absolutely Ooh. delicious. What have you been Ooh. cooking? Anything exciting? I'll tell you what, a brilliant one the other night. We did, uh, it's a really good idea. So, um, I'll be the judge Powell, of that. It's a good idea. So, Matt Powell's wife, she suggested to, there are four of us, kind of us lads and, wi- and wives. Um, it's four couples. Let's do a virtual dinner party. So, get on Zoom. God. Uh, everyone. everyone yeah, I don't, 
<laughs> and everyone does a course. Everyone suggests a course that the other people have to make. So my suggestion was beer can chicken. Yeah. So either in the oven or on the barbie, really simple. Sit your chicken on a can of beer and cook it. And it's the only the tough thing that's come out of it is that in the last fortnight, I've done one rotisserie chicken on the Kamado Joe. Yes. Over the coals. I've done one smoked chicken on the Traeger and I've done again on the Kamado Joe a beer can chicken. And they've all been it's not skill, it's just set it up and put it on. They've all been so good that I don't know which to do next because mm. they've all been slightly different. But like the chicken the other night, it was almost like it was so juicy that it's like was is it? this Go on. Sorry. It's like it's almost like is this raw? It was not that in a bad way, but it was like, has this been cooked? It just looks like paper. It's like a drawing of a chicken. Was it better it was than amazing. your Christmas turkey you did one year? And it was oh. exactly, exactly Christmas turkey. I d- and and I said yesterday, Tommy. Yeah. I want to find a turkey. I'm going to try and buy a turkey online if I can find. But you can't find any. Mm. I'd buy a turkey today if I could, boy. Uh, would you? I like. You get frozen yeah, I like ones. Turkeys. Yeah, I want to try and get a. Yeah, I might get. I might try and find a frozen one. Then I just thought, got all these meat companies, and it's like they don't do turkey. There's no market for turkey, is there? No. Well, we haven't actually got a celebrity, sort of sports star guest today, have we? Um, we we thought we'd no. ring up. We thought we'd ring up Joe Public. We thought we'd ring up a guy that looks after us a little bit at Guinness. Um, I mean, his official title is Head of Commercial Planning and Activation uh, on Whatever trade. Whatever that means. On, yeah, exactly. But I think he's more of the Willy Wonka of Guinness. The Willy what? He's the type of guy that would have Guinness on his cornflakes. Loves it. Yeah. Loves it. You know, if you, if you yeah. ever see him out cycling, he'd have it in his water bottle. Um, lives and breathes the stuff. Yeah. And I'm going invi- to invite him into this conversation. Um, right, let's do it. I don't know when he's going to come in. Um, I've invited him. We'll see. Um, but his well, name is James. He, can he just join as we go along? Can he? Well, that's what I'm hoping. His name is James Metcalf. Mm. Mm. His um, nickname Mets. Um, the best thing he's ever done is have Mets embroidered into his rugby boots. Yeah, and believe it or not, he was a ten. Um, to yeah. probably not the most creative of ten, but you know he. By the looks of him, he'd hit a good line off nine, get it over mm. the gain line, and then mm. just needs a really creative 12 outside He'll, him. You can imagine him being a good communicator, can't you? Mm. In yeah. that he would talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, get you up for a game, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we will have we'll have another one of the lads on or one of the ladies on on Thursday, and we'll get some cool... We do get cool guests on, but this was just a bit different because it's like actually you know, let's talk about the impact this has had on a different world because we know the impact it's having on rugby. That's sort of in the public eye. But if you are a big wig at a brand like Guinness, mm. I bet this has hit them every bit as hard as it's hit rugby, you know. So it's just quite interesting to find out. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to nause him too much about work. We want to find out what he's been doing day to day. Is he connected? 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mets, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Come on, you know, enlighten us. <laughs> uh, it's been um, it's been a pretty hectic few weeks. Work, work's been pretty busy, as you can imagine, working in the kind of pub trade. Um, you still got a job? Still got a job, which is good. So great, great. Wow. The grand grand scheme of things um, and perspective being key, yeah, that's a good result. Um, yeah, but I've pretty much completed the lockdown bingo. Um, yeah, especially so I'm on about my 47th quiz. Yeah, um, oh. and now kind of rotating around all of the answers. So I pretty much know oh. the answer to every question because they've just been rotating through every quiz. Is it like the quizzes you get in house party? Um, all of a sudden, the same questions end up coming up and up and up, and you, you just know them off by heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. What, what year did what year was Nelson Mandela released? Robin Island. When was the Battle of Hastings? 1066 and 1990. Yeah. How many? Yeah, it's it's relentless. And um, I seem unable to retain any of the answers I got yesterday for a quiz that's today. I get the same (laughs) ones wrong every time. I can't. I think I'm now too old to learn. I can't learn anything new. Uh, I feel like it's it's game. Have you you learned to I know you've been I follow you on Instagram, obviously, and you've had your hair cut, which is nice. You've been chipping and putting in the garden. Um, Have you learned anything new? over this period Mets yeah I have actually um one of the one of the guys in my team has been running some cocktail making classes so been doing a bit of that um and learned to make a shrub which is like a sort of dates back to when they were treating scurvy so it's like a um fruit-based vinegar and it's a lovely like cocktail ingredient but can also be used as a a vinaigrette so I've been making right. a few of those for, for cocktail yeah. I like vinegar on my chips, but I wouldn't say I'd like it in a cocktail. But well, you'd be I'm, you'd be surprised. It's like a kind of. I've got such an open mind, mate. I'm up for anything. I'll, you know I'll that. ping you over a couple Shanks, of recipes. Shanks, Shanks is like the Dennis Rodman of the cocktail world. <laughs> um, he's, 
he's just he's just bang up for it. How's your hair cut? Because I saw your wife cut your hair for you, didn't she, the other day? Yeah, it went well, actually. I've had a few comments already on Zoom this morning. Um, it's kind right. of faded well it faded it slightly with a pair of um, beard trimmers. Yeah. Oh, um, fade on. Got got her uh, got her a couple of um, tutorials on YouTube. When's she going to finish made it? Watch those. <laughs> joke. Um, so obviously, Matt, you, you've been married recently, um, but this is meant to be the period you're going on your honeymoon, isn't it? And unfortunately, you can't. How yes. disappointed are you? Um, it was pretty down last week, but kind of over it now. We, we were due to fly to San Francisco on Saturday um, mm. for a nice little kind of very stereotypical Mustang road trip down the West hey. Coast, stopping yeah. every Wicked. Hooters. Um, but... hey, wicked. <laughs> uh, Lucy was really looking forward to it, but um, but no, so so that's not not meant to be, unfortunately. So um, I'm spending the time in Birmingham, which I mean I couldn't, I would rather not be anywhere else in the world. Yeah, exactly. And people <laughs> often say Vegas, Birmingham, Vegas, Birmingham. It's like think of the environment. Go to Brum. Um, that is a shame. And I, you know, I've got a trip booked um, the end of next month uh, to the Maldives. And um, I st- I'm still confident it's going to go ahead. I'm definitely going. I mean, I'm <laughs> kidding myself, but I'm still in that world. So you're you're dealing with it. I haven't dealt with it yet, Mets. Birmingham and Vegas are actually twinned because they're <laughs> both cities. Both cities you can pay for a a sexy dance with chips. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Met, Sorry. Mets. Te- no. No. Piss off, Shanks. Um, Mets. Tell us that just briefly. We don't want to talk about shop too much, but in our world of elite rugby and sort of elite sport you you it's obvious how it's been affected in that it's just stopped but your world i guess yes there's lots of branding and endorsements and sponsorships and tie-ups and partnerships and all that but actually i'm guessing the main business is pubs and it's been hit pretty hard because there ain't none open yeah yeah absolutely um uh, we're we're lucky i suppose in this market that, that supermarkets are still huge in terms of consumption of booze but um but yeah, it's really tough um, for that sector, um, and really feel. For, I mean, as I said, kind of, I feel for the guys that that own, particularly the smaller kind of operators that own pubs and bars and restaurants. Um, it's it's really tough at the moment, and um, the trade bodies have been doing doing a good job of kind of lobbying the government, and there's been the government has has supported the trade fantastically well. But I think there's still a long way to go. Go there. I think the challenge is there's no real clarity yet on what kind of reopening or coming off lockdown looks like and there's there's mm. lots of complexity in that as well um i think kind of if there's social distancing in place um within pubs and they're allowed to reopen but under certain certain um, restrictions i think that might actually stop pubs reopening despite the fact being allowed to because you need to have a certain amount of space within the pub to make that experience still kind of why people want to go to pubs people go to pubs because of the vibe and the the ambience and and the atmosphere but if you're sitting at a table two meters away from everybody else it will kind of be a weird weird environment so i don't envy the guys that are planning how we come off this and what that looks like mm. because because it's a, a really it's a really tough decision and a really tough strategy to kind of build really you just um, know though once once we are allowed into pubs and everything is back to as what we can now call the new normal the trade will will hopefully just fly again though because personally i know everybody is just desperate to get out to socialize to to get try and get a bit of normality back into their lives a bit more you know everyone is missing the pub trade and i think as soon as you get the green light 
you know, business is hopefully going to be booming for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as I say, it will, it will depend largely on on what kind of measures are in, in place from there. But it's a cornerstone of British society, isn't it? The, the pub and um, I think there's yep. a lot of people out there that are, that are missing it a lot. So um, <clears throat> I think it will definitely be on. Tell us a little bit. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your uh, your playing <laughs> days, because I mean, we we hammered you a little bit before you came online. Um, a little it's, bit. It's like we like to do it to all our guests. Um, but uh, you played a, a fairly decent level of rugby, didn't you? Uh, it, fe- it feels like ancient history um, now, and I suppose um, I'm, I'm part of the kind of 90 odd percent that don't make it. But yeah, a long time ago. So I, 90, I was 99%. The... It's 99%, I think. <laughs> 99%, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was in the, joined the Tigers Academy when I was 15. I'm, I'm from Birmingham and, and went to school in Birmingham and um, uh, was, it was tough work kind of driving up there after school. So didn't actually get to, to, um, <sighs> much of that training which was a shame but um was in there with tom youngs and uh ben peanut ollie dodge um oh, nice. a few a few of those guys that then went on to play schoolboys at 16 group with with him and that's when youngsy was a center a terrifying center it's like full kind of man strength at 15 which was pretty terrifying yeah um definitely. and ross batty who you'll know flats um oh yeah i know roscoe yeah he was good fun good fun um, and Anthony Allen, a few of those boys, and then played 18 group with Dan Cole um, when there was kind of 14 different 18 group teams. It's like a September the 1st team, January the 1st team, January the 15th team, October the 12th team. Uh, I think I was in the lowest down one. Um, we went out to France and played in the AER tournament there and beat France in the final, which is good fun with Morgan Parra yeah. playing for France. Are you reading this? Or <laughs> no, no he, said, he, he talks about it a lot. I think, yeah, this is basically my um, my entire groom speech. I think I'm just he's just, just he's reading it. He's reading it off LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, so so that, that was a long time ago, and then went out and played a season in Australia, and that was when I I, I ruptured my bicep. This came my shoulder and ruptured my bicep, and that was kind of me done. Went to uni. Oh, don't start flats off on shoulders. We'll have the whole <laughs> twenty reconstructions. Can't throw a dart anymore. Yeah, I'm on two that. two reconstructions, um, and went oh, to. Went, I remember when I was on two. Oh. <laughs> went to uni and um, couldn't play, so obviously just got on the pizzas, um, and that was the end of that, really. Yeah, um, so you chose the second best option is uh, to work for probably the biggest brewer <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah, I actually wrote my undergraduate dissertation about Guinness at Durham so that was handy for the interview yeah I figured if I was going to write 10,000 words on anything I needed to know a little bit about it <clears throat> oh well done so what did you what did you actually how did you write 10,000 words on Guinness it was kind of more to do with the marketing side like the kind of branding and and the kind of how how they built that brand basically it's, it's obviously an iconic brand in in not just in booze but in in everything kind of up with coke and and those sorts of brands so it was a an exercise in branding basically so I did a, a study, a study on um, on how people were, at, and that, this was kind of a, a while ago when Guinness wasn't particularly fashionable. It's definitely had a huge yeah. resurgence over the course of the last five or six years, and everybody you talk to, you definitely see a hell of a lot more people people drinking it, and particularly younger um, younger people as well, and and women, um, and that's a yeah. big kind of focus for us as well. So, in your dissertation, did you have did you put the words um, "this will put hairs on your chest" in it at all? <laughs> <laughs> anywhere <laughs> no i don't think that was in the, in the marketing well, okay. textbook no 
Um, <laughs> a, bit, a, bit it's more a bit more scientific be. than that. Lost a trick yeah. there, I reckon. The, the, <laughs> the thinking drinkers, Nuki Brown. Um, yeah, do you, when, you, when you've been talking, you know, at sort of board meetings and you're at top level and with Guinness and it's all, you know, things are going great. This is sort of pre-corona. Um, just, I mean, not, I mean, you know, don't know what the, the answer could be no, but I mean, do people, how often do people reference me and Shanks in terms of the resurgence of Guinness as a brand? <laughs> Uh, all the time yeah it's a it's a kind yeah. of key key pillar of growth i suppose to use a, a wanky marketing term um i suppose kind of, like when, yeah, you, when, when yeah. you think of chicago bulls you think of jordan don't yeah. you um, Pippin. yeah when you think of mercedes mclaren you think of um lewis hamilton yeah or, yeah or patron mercedes i kind of change it all the time when you think of guinness you think of flats and shanks so you're welcome <clears throat> you are you're yeah, welcome because Shanks and I, I mean, we'll talk about it off off um, off the podcast. We've got a few ideas for Guinness's next TV campaign stuff that we can do. Mm. <laughs> um, with the horses and the waves and the sea and stuff, we've got we've got an idea. We've got a bit big idea. It does involve barbecuing, um, <laughs> but I think I think let, let's have a chat. Actually, do you know what? This isn't the time. Let's have a chat off pod about you know how Shanks and I can really get bit get, get sort of Guinness back to where it needs to be. Inner city sumo. As of Wednesday. Yeah, in a city zoo. Yeah, a partridge amongst the pigeons. Uh, so your job, Mets, your job presumably has changed in the last month or two because it, it's probably turned to. Is it is it difficult to strategize when no one knows what's going to happen? It, exactly. Yeah, that we're we're kind of in a planning process at the moment of trying to work out um, what it looks like over the course of the next few months, and and ultimately nobody nobody knows, and we we may know a bit more about what that looks like kind of at the end of this week, but. It's trying to create a plan that could be as agile and flexible as possible, really, to turn on quickly if we need to. If the if the on trade, which is kind of pubs and bars, opens faster, um, mm. then we can switch a few things on. But I suppose the big thing for us will be the autumn internationals. That's a huge, um, huge kind of period in terms of activation for us, um, and it will just all depend on whether that is allowed to go ahead. I mean, kicking off with the All Blacks in that first weekend in November has got the potential to be to be massive if, if we are kind of off lockdown sport is allowed and crowds are allowed as well um, and then potentially even if the Six Nations you know, Six Nations finishes at the end of October who knows but um, just have to be able to plan to if it going ahead in different capacities and, and how big the kind of execution will be I mean, the biggest news to come out this week has been that Ireland are going to be opening golf courses maybe this week, maybe next week. And you can play if you're a member and um, live within five kilometres of the club. So, I mean, I'm hoping that that comes over to the UK. And I mean, that's the biggest news, guys. You know, forget work. Um, if golf clubs are open, then then I'm in. I mean, I'm, in. Talk, I'm back. Talk, talk Mentally, about a, I'm sport, back. a sport that lends itself to social distancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> perfect. You would hope. I'm, yeah. See, fingers crossed for here as well on that one. It's perfect. Yeah. Scrummaging, not so much. Um, <laughs> I did. I I heard a bit of chat. You we hear loads of chat, don't we? You know, on what's going to happen and what's not, and just a few mates around different clubs and whatever that play or used to play or whatever. And the chat I've I heard a couple of days ago, which I don't like talking about stuff which puts the willies up you a little bit, was that they have been told there is a significant likelihood that even all of the games next season will be played without crowds. So there will be no crowds allowed this season if they finish this season or next season. 
so that mass gatherings might not be allowed in a 2021 rugby season or football season. I mean, it sounds unthinkable, but they've been told there is a significant possibility that that could come about. I mean, that's serious stuff. It is like, serious stuff. Yeah. It's also it's also good news that they can they can get sport back on. They can get it back on the TV. Yeah, you won't be able to go watch it. Um, but I think one Tell thing I'm, one thing I'm missing massively is just watching any kind of live sport at the moment. You can't do. I've had to watch pole vaulted um, online. There was three pole vaulters um, who had a little competition in their back garden. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. That was it. Shanks' little specialist websites. <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm like. I don't, I don't, I'm not a, like a. I like sport, but I'm not a sports. I don't watch as much sport as Shanks. But I miss. I'm missing. Everyone misses different sports, but I'm really missing match of the day. Uh, I'm missing rugby. Obviously, really missing match of the day. Really missing UFC. Um, sort of. I'm missing sort of low level boxing, which I quite enjoy watching. It's like so. I think as soon as sport arrives, it will be div- on TV. It will be devoured by people. And I think as soon as pubs open, I can imagine as soon as it's convenient, you know, as soon as we're allowed to not, you know, be close to other human beings again, I think you'd imagine the the trade will just fly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's a piece on when they're allowed to open, and I suppose sport as well. But actually, how confident are people? that they're safe, I suppose. So there is, yeah, we will, we will rush back to pubs and, and to stadiums if we can, but there will be a huge proportion of people who will not feel comfortable to, to do that until they feel perfectly safe that, to, to go out. Um, mm. Particularly, I guess, the elderly population as well. Um, so who knows? It's it, We're kind of working through a few potential solutions of how we try and drive consumer confidence and make outlets safer? How do you provide hand sanitization and things like that? So um, there's loads of different angles that we're trying to work on at the moment and how we how we try and help um, drive that consumer confidence for people just to feel comfortable to go back out again. Yeah, well, let's hope that is soon. Now, uh, Mets, we'll leave you get back to your conference calls. Um, thank you for, for taking the time out of your busy, hectic schedule of putting, haircuts, cocktail making... Um, grilling shrub shrub assembly <laughs> yeah uh, all of that um just so you know you're i think you're probably the first um during this isolation period um semi-pro athlete we've had on this <laughs> podcast so well done congratulations it's a first <laughs> semi-pro never know what that means and yeah uh, hey cheers mate and you've handled yourself well all right mate excellent right, isn't good he, Shanks, actually yeah uh, and I'll, I'll send you over i know you're desperate to, to listen to this back and make sure it's it's clear before i can upload it so yeah, he has to he has to check content, doesn't he? Yeah, because of branding and yeah, it's big brands and it's compliance. Well done. I get it across <laughs> you a ASAP, all right, mate. Right, on, chaps. Cheers, Mets. Enjoy, Look after well Keep going. Cheers. Just right. keep going, yeah. Ta-ra. There we are. Doesn't know how to log off because I never know how to log oh, off. Mate. This thing. I just always shut my laptop and run. <laughs> I've just cancelled him. He's gone. He's gone. Um, funny. I meant I meant to ask. And as he puts the phone down, I realise because he's a hairy man, isn't he? He's a hirsute. Um, individual. Well, apparently his nickname at school was Chewbacca. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wolf boy. Go. Yeah, yeah. He's, he weighs 20 kilos more when it's been raining. Mm. He, um, I've, I, uh, a mate of mine on a WhatsApp group from school, basically, at one of my, my old school, they're going around and one of the lads has said, oh, lads, um, I've started grooming in, in lockdown, man grooming. And he sent some pictures and I won't, I won't forward them on. They are horrendous. He's basically got it wrong and used a beard trimmer. And it looks like a plucked chicken, but it got me. It sent me down this, or the lad sent us down this rabbit hole of man grooming and 
people, everyone apparently is getting right into it in lockdown. Um, I wondered if Mets was because there's a lot of there's a lot of groundsmanship to be undertaken there. Yeah, it's not it's not something I've really got into. I've been more baking sourdough and cooking chickens. It's a dangerous place though when you're in the shower or the bath and you have a pair of clippers on you because you start on one thing and sometimes you just don't know when to stop. Yeah, you know, wh- oh maybe I'll do a bit of that. Oh, yeah, you know, that that looks pretty. Oh no, oh no, yeah. oh too much. Oh, what have I done? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's you know you're, you're best off if you want to cut your hair, do it outside because. Otherwise, you're right. You can temptation. You can look like a newborn baby, a, a rather large one. But <laughs> yeah, really rather large one. Mm. Um, FYI, um, after this pod, I'm going to stick a pair of uh, pants on, shorts okay. on, like like with shorts and some slammers, and I'm going to go and do some um, squats and a few pulls in the back garden. Okay, I might have a row, although my elbow. Oh. I've got rower's elbow. Ah, fella, on that. On that, I've got knackered elbows as well. Uh, I've no, right. I've got something that will help you. You're like you're like my wife. I can't be ill on my own. If I say I'm ill, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, go on then. No, my elbows. I've taken anti-inflammatory for my elbows. Go on then, rubbish. Craig Cornell. Go on then. But yeah, but just get um really cheap elbow sleeves. Go to SBD or Ray Band or something like that. A couple, what, loads of brands online. Vulcan. And you just well that kind of stuff. But you put a sleeve on your elbow before you start. And it takes it up to temperature so quick. It warms them up so quick. It really, really helps. I want a Vulcan because that remind me of gladiators. Make me think like I'm Hunter. <laughs> so, a wooga. Uh, anyway, that's on, tonight. For a while. that's on tonight. That's on tonight. SAS, who dares wins. Oh, yeah. It's Monday. Uh, oh, I was all settled down for it last night. Nine o'clock, five to nine. Let's have it. Yes. Oh, no, it's tomorrow. Mm. Um, by the way, normal people, have you started watching it yet? No, I haven't. Oh. It is, it's brilliant. It is intense. It's excruciating. Okay, it's I'm in. I'm very, in. very good. I'm very, in. You're not. Good. You're normally not bad for recommendations, apart from Gossip Girl. I didn't enjoy that. You loved it. You've seen all the series. <laughs> I like that. So, I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, that will do as Flatman do. Hey, keep going, fella. Yeah, uh, keep being positive. You sound really upbeat today. So yeah, um, it's a good day. It's a good day. Just a teaspoon of ambition twice a day, mate. I told you that's all you need. All right. That's it. You keep going, all right? Okay. Bye, everybody. Don't let him win. Cheers, boy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.